What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. It's just me today, just Anya here. Um, You might have noticed a couple weeks ago, Kylie did a solo episode. Um, Definitely go check that out if you haven't listened yet. It's all about books and how to get out of a reading slump because Kylie is our literary queen these days. Um, But you guys might have noticed whenever one of us does a solo episode, we kind of try to make sure that the other person reciprocates sometime soon just because, you know, obviously doing a solo episode is a little bit more work, a little bit more prep. Um, So we try to kind of make sure that we're even on that front. But I will say it is very appropriate for today's episode topic that I'm going to cover, which is embracing independence, how to enjoy your own company, how to go on a solo date, especially if you're in a relationship. Because if you guys are new here, I actually am in a pretty long-term relationship. I've been with my boyfriend over five years and we do currently live together. So I think this is something that's especially important um, if you're in a relationship and especially important if you're single just to get to know yourself and kind of avoid loneliness. So I'll get into all of those important things. Um, But before we jump into the segments, I just want to remind you guys that we are still taking submissions for our advice episode. So we're kind of trying to collect a bunch of uh, different questions and put them all together. So you can really submit us um, any anything you're looking for advice for um, through pretty much any forum. So I'll have it in the description below, but you can truly, you can DM us, you can email us, you can send it to our anonymous suggestion box. Regardless of how you send it, we'll keep it anonymous. So just keep that in mind, really whatever is the easiest way for you. And we're happy to answer questions about literally anything. Are you wondering where you should go to college? Are you wondering if you should move? Do you want to change jobs? Just, you know, we're really ready to get real. We're really ready to give our takes. So we'd love to get your submissions on that. And also, um, if you guys are listening on Apple or Spotify, we would really love if you could just take a second and rate this podcast five stars. It really helps us out. It really helps new listeners find us. So we would really appreciate that. But I'll quit rambling and jump into the segments, starting with my week in review. So I actually have a pretty wild story time this week. Um, and that is that I actually went to the emergency room <laughs> and you're like, Anya, are you okay? I am fine now, obviously. Um, and I'll get into the whole story, but essentially I, this was on Thursday. It's now Tuesday. This was like Thursday night, Friday morning. Um, I woke up at like 2 a.m. with what I thought was like a really bad stomach ache and I wasn't sleeping well. I was kind of like tossing and turning and just trying to like get comfortable with it. And I kind of finally got up and I was like, you know, I'm not really gonna be able to sleep. And so luckily my boyfriend Grant is runs on a completely different circadian rhythm than I am, basically works West Coast hours. And so he was actually still awake at two. Um, And so I, you know, usually when I can't sleep, which is kind of a lot, I kind of have sleep problems. (laughs) Um, I'll go out there and just like hang out with him for a little while. And then usually I feel tired enough to go to bed. So I went and did that. And as I was hanging out with him, I just kind of felt like it kept getting worse. And it, I was realizing it wasn't really like a stomach ache. Like it didn't feel like it was my stomach and I didn't not like to be TMI, but I didn't really feel the need like to go to the bathroom or like throw up or anything like that. And so I don't, I didn't think it was like food poisoning or like a bug necessarily. It really was starting to feel like it was more like my lower abdomen, like I don't even like below the belly button almost. And so I was just getting a little concerned that it could be something with my appendix or like an ovarian cyst or something like that. 
Um, and it was really just getting worse. So between like two and four, I was kind of just trying to like breathe through it and, you know, like let it, let it pass. But the fact that it wasn't getting better and it was actually getting worse made us a little worried. And so we live in Boston. So we live literally a two minute drive from the closest hospital, less than a mile away. Um, and I think, you know, if it had happened at another time of day, I think I would have gone to an urgent care because I didn't really feel like it, it like, required the same amount of like emergency as like a broken bone or something like that, obviously. But at that time of day, there really just isn't anything else you could do. And I quite frankly thought I was going to have to get my appendix out. Like I just had a feeling that's what it was going to be just what based off of what I was reading and what I was feeling. And so I was like, let's go get this checked out. So Grant, bless his soul, drove me there at 4am in like eight degree weather. (laughs) And um, pro tip, if you ever have an emergency, try to plan it for 4am because we got into the like emergency department right away. Like there wasn't anyone else in the waiting room, which was really nice. Um, And so began a long saga. So he couldn't come in with me, which makes total sense with COVID. Um, And so he basically just ended up dropping me off and like hanging out for an hour and realizing it was going to be a while and he went home. Um, And I actually ended up being there for 10 hours all by myself. Um, And, you know, total respect to healthcare workers. I know this is a super you know, tough time right now and they're super short staffed. So I'm sure that everyone did everything in their power to get me out of there because, you know, they don't want me taking up like a bed anyway. But um, I was just surprised because I haven't been to an ER in like my adult life, I guess. I had been when I was younger to get like stitches, but I just never really remembered the experience. And so I kind of figured if you weren't like a major concern, it would be a little more of an in and out thing. But no, I really got stuck there for a while. So Um, I came in and they asked me obviously a bunch of questions and we did a bunch of tests. So they did blood work, they did a urine test, they did a CT scan, they did a pelvic exam, they did all sorts of stuff. And basically every single test that they ran came back normal. And I was basically feeling better um, with the IV and with the painkiller that they gave me through my IV. And so after like 10 hours, they were like, yeah, we're going to run some other tests that are going to have to run overnight. But like, as far as we're concerned, it doesn't really seem like there's anything dangerous happening. Like keep us posted if it happens again. <laughs> and so I kind of felt like an idiot. Like I was like, oh great. Like I I was like, am I being dramatic? But no, like I was really in a lot of pain. So I'm glad that I went. <laughs> but um yeah, quite an adventure. Um I do really wish that I brought like something to entertain me because I just didn't realize I'd be there that long. And I couldn't really sleep because I wasn't really in like my own room. Like Grant was asking, like, why didn't you just take a nap? And it's kind of hard to explain, but it was kind of like a curtainy situation. Like, I could hear everything that was going on. It wasn't really like conducive. So, anyway, basically, I ended up skipping work, obviously. Um, and that has contributed to like every work day since then just being a little crazy because I basically lost, like, it was Friday of last week. And normally my Fridays are like relatively light. And it's a day that I can kind of save up during the week to actually get a lot of like focused tasks done. And obviously, I didn't get to do that. So I am trying to fit those into like my busier days. And so this week has just been like absolutely crazy. Like I feel like I've been working, I've been logging on earlier and logging off later than I normally do. So I'm just feeling a little burnt out, but hoping that I can kind of, you know, catch up from that day off, not day off, day in the hospital. (laughs) Um, And everything will be back to normal soon. But yeah, that's kind of my story time. So I don't really have like a any conclusive like diagnosis of what it was basically just going to keep an eye out to see if it happens again. And I'm going to follow up with like my family doctor and like my OBGYN because it was like lower abdomen. So yeah, kind of an interesting experience, but I'm feeling better now. Um, and kind of just really hoping it never happens again. 
Um, I will say a highlight of this week coming up is that Kylie and I are actually going to see Casey Musgraves, which is really exciting. So that's happening two days from now. So by the time this comes out, we will have already seen the concert, but I'm excited about that. So (laughs) got that in the horizon. I'm sure we'll give you guys an update when we record next week. So anyways, I will jump into my favorite now. So my favorite this week is the Makeup Eraser 7-Day Set. And I think this is like a Sephora exclusive. I don't know if you can buy it anywhere else online. It's $25. And if you don't know what the Makeup Eraser is, I'm actually going to look up like what the technology is. So it is a exclusive premium patented cloth that contains millions of tiny hair-like fibers. Each fiber is 50 to 100% thinner than a human hair that work as suction to lift all dirt, makeup, and oil from each individual pore. So it basically just feels like a really soft towel sort of thing, Um, but you can use it to remove any makeup without uh, any extra products. So you literally just get it wet and then it kind of just like pulls all your makeup off, even like waterproof mascara and everything in my experience. And so I had one of these before. Um, The typical one is just like one sort of bigger cloth and you throw it in the wash. That's kind of how you're supposed to do it. Um, But I just found that only having one, I didn't really find it that useful because I kind of got freaked out by the cloth, like, you know, getting damp and like redrying every day. And I know that that's what happens with like towels you use on your body, but I just didn't really feel like my laundry could like keep up with how often I was using it. And I don't know, just kind of freaked me out to be reusing like different corners of the same one all the time. Um, so I got this seven day set and basically it just comes with like smaller individual, uh, towels for like each day of the week. And, um, the one I got is like floral, but I actually see online that they have like a cuter one now. So I kind of wish that I waited. They have like a swirly kind of like, uh, holographic looking one that I like. Um, but basically you just put hot water on it, rub it all over your face, like circular motions. And it'll actually last three to five years or up to a thousand machine washes. I'm like not sponsored, but I'm just, I really like them. Um, And I find that I'm using them a lot more actively now that I have seven and I know that I'm like always going to have a brand new one to use. Um, And so, yeah, highly recommend. Like I said, 25 bucks. I think the original is 20 bucks. So not too big of a difference. And I just am having a really great experience. It's nice because you don't have to buy like micellar water or, you know, like, makeup removing balm or anything like that because it really just replaces it. Um, And it's antibacterial. So it's great. (laughs) So I'll link the set that I have or the new design that they have for the set that I have um, in the description if you guys want to check it out. But I think it's a kind of a fun, like easy, sustainable switch if you are looking um, to avoid buying like more products. And I'm excited to have it for three to five years to come. So (laughs) that's it for this favorite. And let's move into the episode topic, which is all about how to embrace independence and how to enjoy your own company and why it's important and all of that good stuff. So I think just to kind of start out by talking about my journey with independence, it's interesting because I never thought that 
If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diosti in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. I was a dependent person, but looking back on, like, I guess I would say my mid to late teen years, I gave so many, I gave people so much power over my mood And I used to get so, so, so down and like disappointed and stressed out about other people's plans, like not lining up with mine or getting ditched, especially like I would be so devastated if I had made plans with someone, even if it was like the most basic thing, like to get breakfast or something like that. And they ended up not being able to do it. And obviously like plans changing is just a fact of life. But I think I would usually like take it so personally and I would feel like my entire day was ruined. Um, Truly, like that's how I felt like looking back. I'm not even like being dramatic. Like I really felt like it was just my entire day was ruined and I was just sad the whole day that, you know, the plans didn't happen like I wanted them to. And I don't think that I was necessarily like codependent on those people, but I was definitely relying on them to make my day a good day, mostly because I didn't know how to do that for myself. Or I guess I didn't realize that like I had the power to do that independently of spending time with people. I kind of thought like, In order to have a fun day or a good day, you had to do it with other people and you had to like coordinate your plans with friends or your significant other or whatever. And that like, you know, when you're alone, it's kind of for like errands or just like, you know, it's not a fun day if you're by yourself. It's only a fun day if you spend it with other people, which now I feel like is totally, I don't want to say opposite because obviously I enjoy spending time with other people, but uh, I love spending days by myself. Like sometimes if plans get canceled, I'm like essentially relieved because I'm like, oh great, like I can do whatever I want now. And so I feel like once I started to be a little more independent and to learn to enjoy my own company, I didn't get lonely as often, um, which is really important. And also when I did get lonely, I learned to be okay with it because I knew that me being alone, me being by myself didn't reflect on me. It didn't mean that I was like a bad person or that people didn't want to spend time with me or anything like that. It just meant that like that was my situation for that day and that I could choose to make it a good day still just for me. So I think there's like a lot of growth to be had when you get more comfortable with being alone. And also it helps you learn that 
being alone and being lonely are like different things, right? So I think you can definitely experience both at once. You can be by yourself and you can be lonely, but you could also be like in a room full of people and feel lonely, or you could be by yourself and feel great. And so I think those two don't always go together. And I think I used to like not really understand that distinction. Like I just automatically assumed like if I was doing something by myself, it was like my second option or that I'd always rather be with people. And I think, you know, obviously everyone's personalities are different. I think some people are just like that. If you're more of an extroverted person, that might be more of your instinct is to always want to do things with other people and doing things by yourself is a second option. But I do just like want to push everyone listening to this to hear me out um, because I just absolutely love spending time alone these days. I love going on like solo dates, which I'm going to get into. Um, and I don't feel lonely doing it. Like I honestly feel really refreshed and great. And I would love for like everyone to get to that place because I just think I'm in a much healthier mindset now um, than I was when I really let other people's plans or change of plans like truly control my emotions and like the way that my day was going to go. So yeah. So just to kind of get into like tips for gaining independence and getting more comfortable spending time by yourself, I think it's important to kind of get to the root cause, you might say, um, and start to address like why you don't like being alone. And I think for a lot of people, the reason is that they don't do fun things by themselves or when they're alone, they overthink or they, you know, beat themselves up or that's when they like tend to experience anxiety. So I think a really great way to kind of get to your own root cause is to journal about it. If you're only redoing like the boring, like admin type things, of course, you're going to associate being alone with like annoying tasks, right? So um, I think just giving a lot of thought as to like, what is the reason you don't like spending time by yourself is a great way to start. And then obviously I think independence is, has to do with how you spend your time, but also like how you make decisions. Um, and so I used to be, and, you know, still sort of am a kind of indecisive person. Um, and so I think a great way to start being independent and to gain some independence is to start making small decisions by yourself. So I know that it can be scary to make a really big decision without input from the people that you care about and the people that care about you. If you can just start with thinking about, you know, what are the small things that I can decide for myself that I don't necessarily need to crowdsource? Um, you know, if you're trying to decide between outfits, like try to decide just for yourself without texting your your bestie. Or um, if you are trying to decide what to make for dinner, like don't text your mom and ask which recipe you should make, like decide which one you're feeling more that day. Um, and so these are things that you're truly like fully capable of deciding on your own. And even just starting at these, you know, little menial decisions, it's really going to enable you to kind of work your way up to making bigger decisions by yourself. So starting to think about like, oh, am I ready to leave my job? Like just thinking more deeply about those things and not necessarily requiring all this like crowdsourced input. And because obviously that number one inhibits you from being able to make decisions yourself because you're always kind of counting on other people's opinions, but it also clouds what you really want, right? So if you're hearing all of this noise from everyone in your life and you're kind of hearing a bunch of opinions, you're not necessarily going to end up with the outcome that you truly desire that's best for you or that your gut's telling you. So I think this kind of goes hand in hand with that. My next tip is to find a hobby. Um, so this is something I feel like it's kind of a meme on our show at this point is like we talk a lot about how we don't feel like we have any post-grad hobbies. 
Um, And I actually feel like I've sort of worked towards resolving that this year by sort of resorting back to like what I really enjoyed doing as a child and that was dancing. And so um, I think this has been really important for me and like my journey to independence because, you know, I, I joined a dance company where I didn't really know anybody. And I think this is especially important if you're like me and you are in a relationship or you even live with your significant other. I think especially finding a hobby that gets you out of the house or like maybe into like an isolated room in the house or just a separate area of the house. Um, is really important because it pushes you out of your comfort zone, obviously, if you're trying something new or joining a new sort of cohort or group. Um, but it also, you know, gives you the confidence to know that you are totally capable of trying new things. So, um, and obviously it's scary to walk into maybe a room full of people that know what they're doing or to like start a craft and have no idea what you're doing, but that's just one step on the journey to independence. Something else that I would say to keep in mind is that doing things independently also improves your relationships when you do come back to them. So it improves your friendships, it improves romantic relationships because you have likely gotten to do what you actually wanted to do and maybe didn't drag them along for something that they weren't fully interested in. And also you're kind of coming back refreshed. You've maybe done some soul searching. You like are aware of your own value and what you're bringing to the table So it's not selfish to spend time by yourself or to choose to do an activity alone instead of including someone else because it really empowers you to be better for them. Side note, I truly admire anybody that has a solo podcast. I feel like whenever I record without Kylie, I'm just, I feel so strange and like it's so hard for me to like talk for this long just by myself. So Honestly, kudos. You guys are killing it. Anyone out there that has a solo podcast. But on that note of solo things, one of my other tips for really embracing being alone and enjoying alone time is to go on solo dates. Embrace solo dates. And that's really going to be kind of the focus of the rest of this episode is just talking about why you should go on solo dates and some ideas for solo dates um, if this is something that you're new to or just trying to find one that you're comfortable with. So let's get into that. So in my opinion, solo dates are super great because obviously you get to decide what you want to do entirely, like beginning to end. You get to decide when you want to leave, how long you want to be there. You get to move at your own pace. You get to change the plan if you're not feeling it anymore. The way that I tend to incorporate like solo dates and solo outings into my life is just picking at least like one day of the week or one evening of the week that I sort of saves, kind of put on deck to do what I want to do. So for me, typically this means going shopping. I know we don't want to make shopping a hobby, but you know, it's a great way to spend some time alone. So I love to go to like a local TJ Maxx. I love to walk around Newbury Street alone. So you guys, if you live in Boston or have been to Boston, Newbury Street is kind of like the main cute shopping area. So I love to do that. Um, You know, starting a new movie that I've been wanting to see exploring an area that I've been curious about, grabbing a coffee, whatever it might be. So typically I try to save like a weekend afternoon or something like that. But during busier weeks, this you know might end up being um, just a weeknight. Um, and so I just know that I'm going to be able to do what I want to do and I get excited about it and I plan out what I want to do. So um, I know that it can be scary to do things alone, if, especially if you're new to it. 
but it really is a muscle that you'll learn to build. And as soon as you have built that muscle, you'll start to kind of like crave that alone time. Um, And so for me, I find it a lot easier to go on a solo date if I can kind of prepare and come up with a plan of where I'm going and what I want to do beforehand. Because I think what makes people feel awkward is if they're kind of just like twiddling their thumbs (laughs) like somewhere or looking unsure or something like that. So if you kind of take some time before you leave to think about like, okay, like first stop here, second stop here, um, and kind of think about like, especially just where you want to hit while you're out. Um, by yourself, I think you can make the whole experience a little more comfortable um, just because you sort of have like a plan of attack. And obviously you can change it while you're out if you decide it's not what you want to do. But um, I feel like that helps me just not look like such a wanderer because that can be, that's like the worst part. It's just kind of looking like you're lost. (laughs) And also just know that it gets so much easier to spend time by yourself when you realize that like truly nobody else cares. And I feel like this was something that I didn't really learn until college Um, I used to be like so self-conscious to do things by myself, but when you have to go to a dining hall between your 215 and your 240 and that schedule doesn't work with any of your classmates, you got to do what you got to do, right? And like, I feel like eating alone, especially in college and like studying alone is so normalized that it just really got me comfortable with the idea of going places by myself. Um, And also if anyone is really judging you for being alone, they're probably just not comfortable being by themselves and that's too bad for them. So just know that even if you do feel like someone's judging you, it's not a reflection on you because you know that you're doing what's best for you and you're not lonely, you're just alone. So um, it sucks that they're not at that place yet. So if you're not sure what you want to do, and I'm going to get into a list of ideas, but if you're not sure what you want to do, a great place to start is just to think about what you would do on a romantic date or like on a friend date, like what would be your ideal date and simply do it by yourself. (laughs) So um, kind of on that note, treat it like a date, right? So think about if you are on a date with someone else, you are trying to be present, right? You're not spacing out or staring at your phone throughout the date. You're paying attention to them. You're, you know, having maybe good conversation, deep thoughts, all those things. So If you go on a solo date, make sure to show yourself the same courtesy. So give yourself and what you're doing your full attention. Don't feel like you have to just fill the time or like always be listening to a podcast or that kind of thing. And of course, I love podcasts. I have a podcast. (laughs) Um, So if that's something that you want to do on your solo date and you think would really like add to your life, totally go for it. But just want to encourage you guys to think about utilizing the time in a productive way to get to know yourself and not just kind of rushing through it just to like do it. Another criteria for a good solo date is that it has to be fun, right? So think about the things that you love to do. If you're not enjoying yourself in the middle of a solo date, go do something else. And I think this is a big perk of a solo date because when you're on a date with someone else and things aren't going well, it can be kind of awkward. It can be kind of like tricky to like put an end to it, come up with like a weird excuse. But if you're on a solo date and you find that you're you know, not really having a good time for whatever reason, you can just go home. <laughs> you can just go home. No excuse is needed. Um, so I think that's a great perk. So now I'm going to talk through some examples of solo dates. If you are new to this journey or you know looking for some ideas to add to your solo date bucket list, your solo date radar, um, I think a great place to start is a coffee and a bookstore. So a la Barnes and Noble vibes, you know, if you know, you know. Um, but also we love local bookstores. Don't get it twisted. Um, I think this is such a great place to start, especially because a bookstore is like 
that kind of light academia vibes. Like I feel like academia just kind of warrants like people really like keeping to themselves and not paying too much attention to what other people are doing. Like everyone is there to better themselves and to learn things. And so I think if you are sort of feeling nervous or like self-conscious to do things alone, I think a bookstore is a fantastic place to start because I feel like most people in bookstores are by themselves and just there's this like mutual kind of collective awareness that like everyone is just kind of there to like better themselves. And I think that's great. Something that I personally love to do is essentially just be a tourist in your own town. So I feel like we all have a couple things in our area that we've always said that we wanted to do or we wanted to try and we just haven't yet. Maybe we haven't been able to get friends to go with us or our friends aren't into it or the dates just don't work out. And so if this is you, go to an area or you know pick a small business or something that's been on your list that you've never been to before. So this is on my list to do. I haven't really explored the Jamaica Plain neighborhood of Boston. And I know that there's a lot of really cool like small businesses and restaurants and stuff like that. So think about if there's an area or like a place that you've kind of been hearing about that just popped up in your town and you haven't been yet. I think that is a great way to start uh, going on solo dates and kind of just exploring. Another idea is to get into nature. I think this can be very grounding, but I do want to say this with the disclaimer of like, please be safe, especially if you are a woman listening to this. Um, definitely have, you know, all the proper precautions on you. You can get like whistles, you can get like, uh, I was going to say pepper spray, but I actually don't know if that's like legal in every state. So let me know, maybe look it up in your state before you follow my advice. But yeah, just definitely be prepared um, because there are bad people in the world. But nonetheless, I think hiking or just getting outside, going to like a local park is a great way to spend some time alone because just being outside, I feel like makes everything better. I honestly think that's part of why this week has been weird for me is because I normally try to go for like a half an hour walk during my lunch break. And I've just had so much to do that I haven't been able to do that yesterday or today. And so I just feel weird. And so (laughs) definitely, um, you know, spend some time outside, even in the winter. I think this is something we've talked about in other episodes, but obviously we're in like the dead of winter right now, depending on where you live. And this is a time that it's like really easy to make excuses not to leave the house or not to like go on a walk or spend time outside. And really all you have to do is bundle up. I ended up meeting one of my mentor figures um, and walking around this sort of like pond that's near me. And we walked like five miles and it didn't even feel crazy or daunting because I had just like layered correctly. So um, this is your sign. If you have like a cute park near you or like a hike that you've been wondering about, um, go do it and do it by yourself and just layer up and bring some, you know, protection, maybe tell your friend where you're going <laughs> and you got this. The next one is to get yourself a top-notch meal, whether you cook it. I think like doing things at home can also be considered solo dates. So don't think that you have to necessarily go out and spend money to have it count. Um, so whether you make it at home or you go to a restaurant and I have a little anecdote because <laughs> I, the first time I ever went to a restaurant by myself, like I mentioned, I had been to dining halls and whatever by myself. I feel like that's very normal in college. But the first time I went to a actual restaurant by myself, I was on a little business trip for one of my um, internships and it was in Memphis. Shout out if you've been to Memphis, Tennessee. Um, They have this restaurant there called Flight and it's like a pretty fancy restaurant. I want to say it was like a four-star restaurant or five-star restaurant or something. And essentially they serve everything in flights, which is really fun. Like just like little tastings of like whatever you got. So I think I got like a champagne flight a like ravioli flight and like a like dessert flight of some sort um and I was sort of like nervous about it but I sat at the bar so this is a pro tip if you're gonna go on a solo date don't sit at a table 
like it's kind of weird to face nothing. If they have a bar, definitely sit at the bar. And I remember the guy was super nice. The guy like behind the bar that was kind of like my waiter also. And he made like great conversation and it was really great people watching. And I just got to like relish in my own meal, take as long as I wanted. Like I just thought it was so fun. So I actually remember posting on my like Finsta (laughs) at that time and being like, damn, I love going to restaurants by myself. Um, And to be honest, I haven't really done it many times since then. I definitely go to cafes and stuff by myself, but not so much sit down restaurants. So I want to do more of that because I feel like it was very empowering. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) The next one is to go see the movie you've been wanting to. I feel like funny enough, like my boyfriend and I have very different tastes in what kind of like movies we like to watch. Um, So he really likes kind of more like action and like intense movies. Whereas I prefer like my favorite movie is Call Me By Your Name. So if that says anything, I guess I prefer more just like aesthetic chill movies I don't even know like what that genre would be but um basically we just don't really overlap on some of the movies that we want to go see especially when they're like new in theaters and so take yourself to go see the movie you've been wanting to see and I think seeing a movie by yourself is also very low-hanging fruit because you're in a dark room nobody else is really going to know that you're by yourself but you get to enjoy your own company you get to check something off your list that you've been wanting to do you know enjoy the characters don't have anyone talking in your ear um so I think that's a great way to do things as well The next one is to go to a concert. I feel like there's often concerts in Boston that like don't work for my friends. Um, And so I would love to go to a concert by myself, especially because I feel like when you go to a concert, you like automatically have something in common with the other people there. (laughs) So um, you can kind of make friends and make like conversations with cool people, even if you're by yourself. Like I feel like just standing in line, you always like meet people anyway. So Uh, It might not be even be like the biggest deal to go by yourself, but yeah, go see a concert that you enjoy. I actually have only done this once now that I'm thinking about it. And it was more of like a classical concert. (laughs) I really like this uh, like neoclassical artist called um, Olafur Arnolds. And he came and it was like a kind of like a last minute thing I found out about. And I went to see him and it was low key different because you were sitting in like an a seat like in a theater. So it didn't feel as weird as like, I think if you were in like a pit, but who cares if you're in a pit, do it you'll meet people. My next example is to go to a museum. So I really like going to museums. I really like going to art museums and I guess I would call them like natural history museums. I don't really like actual history museums as much just because obviously like now that I've done a lot of like learning and undoing, I think there's a lot of like colonial implications of a lot of history museums, but I digress. Um, I really enjoy going to museums by myself and I think you can kind of just like pick a wing and see everything that you want to see, spend time looking at the art you want to look at. A lot of times museums have like little cafes and museums are sort of like quiet environments anyway for the most part. So like even if you go with someone, I feel like you're kind of whispering. And so I think it's a great sort of, again, like low hanging option. Another idea that I have is to go to a farmer's market. So I talked a lot about the farmer's market that's near me. Um, in the summer when it was up and running. But I think farmer's markets are cool because it is like a productive thing. Like you're going to leave with groceries, but it's also kind of like a fun thing. So um, I personally love like local food and like supporting like small businesses and that kind of thing. So it's something that I really love to do. Um, And it's something that you can totally do by yourself. The next idea is to go to a winery. So I had never thought of this until I was writing up the script for this episode. But I'm totally going to add it to my bucket list um, because I think 
that just sounds like such a fun experience, like to go and get a wine flight and like really enjoy every taste of it by yourself, figure out what your favorite wine is, maybe buy yourself a bottle on the way out. Oh, so fun. The next idea I found in my research for this episode, so it's called street combing. I had never heard of this before, but it is a creativity technique that Dutch innovation consultant, what a title, um, Richard Stomp came up with. So it involves choosing an interesting street in your city and walking down that street with a camera, it's basically your phone, (laughs) um, and just take photos of anything that catches your interest. And then when you get home, you can kind of like reflect and look at the photographs and like ask yourself questions like, what is the concept behind this picture? Like, why did it interest me? Why did I take this picture? Um, and I thought that was kind of a cool idea, like, cause it gives you a reason to kind of like explore a new neighborhood, like I said, but with more of a purpose. So I thought this was a good one. Lastly, if you're feeling very bold, you can go on a solo trip. So I don't know if I'm at the level of like solo international travel, but I personally would really like to explore some more like New England cities this way. So I've been to like Portsmouth and Portland and like Burlington and stuff like that a few times. But I think it'd be really fun to just like treat myself to like a solo Airbnb trip like overnight and just uh, or like a hotel um, and just like see all the sites that I want to see and hit everything on my bucket list. Enjoy a nice dinner. Like you can really hit everything on this list with a little overnight Airbnb. I hope to one day get to the level where I can solo like international travel because I think that's so cool um, and like must be such a just like crazy valuable experience, but I don't know if I'm there yet. So I'll keep you guys posted. So that's really it for this episode. I don't really have much of an outro planned. I guess I just really want everyone to embrace their own company and especially like regardless of your relationship status. I think it's very easy to sort of get into more of like codependent habits, especially when you're in a relationship or to feel like very sorry for yourself if you're not in a relationship. But I just think everyone can like really benefit from enjoying their own company regardless of what their relationship status is and there's so much power in learning to be independent and to go on dates by yourself and I'm just such a huge advocate so I feel like I could talk about this forever maybe Kylie and I will sometime do like a follow-up episode to this if you guys are interested but thanks so much for listening to me talk my talk talk my ear off no I guess talk your ear off Talk all of your ears off. (laughs) Um, And we will be back next week with Kylie for your regularly scheduled programming. But in the meantime, have an awesome week and definitely send us any questions or any situations that you're looking for advice on. We would love to include those in an upcoming episode. So sending you all good vibes. Hope everything is going well on your end of the universe, wherever you might be. And we will chat with you guys next week. Bye.